0: from Wish TV and the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is the News 8 Daily 8 podcast with Wish TV's Kylie Conway. A Wish TV News 8 Update.
1: Hi, this is Kylie Conway and this is your News 8 Daily for Wednesday, May 4th. Going to have a dry day for your Wednesday despite what it looks like outside with light winds. Highs are set to be a little bit cooler though with temps topping out in the mid 60s. To your vote 2022, the stage is set for a competitive congressional election in Northwest Indiana. Results are coming in for races all across the state, so let me walk you through, starting with Indiana's 1st Congressional District. Jennifer Ruth Green won the Republican nomination over six other candidates with 47% of the vote. Green is a U.S. Air Force veteran. She faces Democratic Representative Frank Mervan for the seat in November. The GOP will be looking to capture the district after several decades as a Democratic stronghold. Former State Senator Aaron Houchin won a crowded Republican primary for the open congressional seat in the ninth district. She finished second to Trey Hollingsworth in 2016, who is not seeking re-election. Houchin is likely to secure the seat in November based on the conservative nature of that district. She did share a statement with News 8 saying, I've spent my life in the 9th district and look forward to carrying our momentum through November and being the proven conservative fighter we need in Washington. It's time to push back against the radical Biden-Pelosi agenda and take our country back. The Republican National Committee chairwoman says Hoosiers are in good hands after the primary. Ronna McDaniel released a statement reading, Tired of historic inflation, Biden's gas hike, and the crisis at our southern border, voters across Indiana are ready to retire Democrats and restore Republican control in the House and Senate. The RNC will continue to work with the Indiana Republican Party to keep Indiana red come November. Prosecutor races in two counties will put well-known names on the November ballot. Greg Garrison wins in Hamilton County. The longtime attorney and WIBC talk show host beat three-term incumbent Lee Buckingham. Garrison took 59% of the vote. He got several high-profile endorsements, including one from former Vice President and Indiana Governor Mike Pence. There are no Democrats on the November ballot. In Johnson County, Lance Hamner is poised to be prosecutor again. He beat the incumbent, Joseph Villanueva. Hamner got 58% of the votes. He was first county prosecutor for many years before running for judge. Current Republican state lawmakers held off most challenges from hard-right conservatives or so-called liberty candidates, Two exceptions. Julie McGuire has a strong lead over Representative John Jacob in the House District 93 race on the south side of Indianapolis. Craig Snow dominated curtin Nisley for the Republican nomination in District 22, which covers Wabash and Kosciuszko County, taking 73% of the vote. Kate Sweeney-Bell is on her way to winning the Democratic primary race for Marion County Clerk. She has 56% of the vote over former Senator, State Senator Billy Burrow. Bill is the current Marion County Democratic Party chair. She has faced backlash over her dual roles as party head and an elected official. She's also the Marion County recorder. Bella said she plans to step down from her party leadership job if she wins. Voters approved several school referendums. The construction and operating referendums passed for Lebanon schools edinburgh and mount vernon passed operating referendums franklin and perry township races aren't decided yet but franklin township is leaning no perry township is leaning yes the district says in a statement this means the community understands the importance of quality education we consider the yes vote a win-win for not just the students teachers and staff but the community as a whole and we're seeing the potential power of a donald trump endorsement play out in ohio Author J.D. Vance won the state's GOP Senate nomination overnight. Vance spent much of his campaign behind in the polls until Trump's backing last month. Now, Ohio's Republican Governor Mike DeWine did not receive Trump's endorsement, but he did still secure the party's nomination for a second term. DeWine will take on Democrat Nan Whaley. All right, a local food pantry is offering some insight into how an upcoming change could affect families in need. Emergency SNAP benefits, first introduced as a pandemic safety net, will expire at the end of this month. Lakin McGee spoke to Gleaner's Food Bank representative on daybreak this morning to learn more.
0: So moving forward, starting in June, these emergency SNAP benefits, well, they're actually going away. So like I was mentioning, in June, those SNAP benefits, they're going to be going back to what they were pre-pandemic, which is going to be based on eligibility eligibility factors. Joining me is Sarah Wilson here. She is a nutritionist. Uh, So just explain these SNAP benefits, the emergency ones, um, what kind of impact did that make on people and with it going away, how is that going to affect them?
2: So the emergency authorization allowed families to receive the maximum SNAP benefits, which was a huge benefit throughout the pandemic and with these inflation prices happening at the grocery store. It was very helpful for families to be able to stretch their food budget, and provide more nutritious foods for their families. So with them going away, we can see um, all of us are feeling the stretch of this inflation happening currently, but I think families will have to implement more strategies for saving money on their food budget.
0: Yeah, and this is some of the food uh, that is available at Gleaner. So exactly, you mentioned it, stretching that budget. How can people do that?
2: Luckily, there are lots of really simple ways to do that. So just looking for opportunities to save money at the store, whether that's shopping sales, using coupons, comparing brands or different forms of food, and also utilizing other community resources um, to stretch your food budget as well as to get more fresh produce. And we mentioned
0: fresh bucks when we were talking uh, a little bit ago. Fresh bucks. Just explain real quick what that is.
2: Yeah, Fresh Bucks fresh is a great program that will actually double your SNAP dollar at local farmer's markets. So you can get double the amount of fresh local seasonal produce from local growers, which is a wonderful way to get more nutrition.
0: Okay, awesome. So that, yeah, that's a good way, especially now with uh, the emergency SNAP benefits going away. So right. thank you. We appreciate it.
1: Again, that was Lakin McGee reporting this morning on Daybreak. And today, the Federal Reserve is set to announce its next move. Most Fed watchers expect the sharpest interest rate hike in more than two decades, a half percent on the key bank-to-bank lending rate. The goal is to lower inflation without bringing on a recession.
2: This is a situation where wages have moved up at the highest rate in in a very
1: long time, and people are able to quit their jobs and move to better-paying jobs. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says a recession is not inevitable and the Fed is trying to achieve a soft landing. Home prices are still rising in most cities. The National Association of Realtors says it tracked 185 metro areas in the first quarter of 2022. 70% saw double-digit growth home prices compared to the same time last year. The median price of a single-family home was about $368,000, up nearly 16% from last year. Mortgage payments are also rising up 30% from last year. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Cummins is reporting a loss since shutting down operations in Russia. The company confirmed yesterday that suspending operations in the country cost the company $158 million in March alone. It decided to shut down work in the country on March 17th as protests over the invasion of Ukraine continue. Cummins' board of directors condemned the invasion in a statement, saying it put millions at risk. And Ukraine says a Russian strike hit at least two Russian military positions on the installation known as Snake Island. It's not clear when the strikes happened. Snake Island gained notoriety at the beginning of the invasion when Ukrainian guards refused to surrender to Russian soldiers. The Biden administration says WNBA player Brittany Greiner is being wrongfully detained in Russia. This means the United States can be more aggressive pushing for her release. The Office of Special Presidential Envoy for Hostage Affairs is now handling the case. Greiner was arrested in February at Moscow Airport. Russian officials say she was smuggling a non-approved vape device. A new settlement aims to end the dispute between the Trump Organization and Washington, D.C. over the 2017 inauguration, over allegations of misspending inauguration funds. The total settlement is for $750,000. The organization will pay $400,000. The presidential inaugural committee will pay the other $350,000. The attorney general says the money will be donated to three nonprofit groups. Police and protesters clash in Los Angeles during a demonstration prompted by the leak of a potential Supreme Court ruling on abortion. Police say some the crowd threw rocks and bottles, injuring one officer. But rallies did stay peaceful in other large cities Denver, New York City, Philadelphia, and Seattle. Chief Justice John Roberts confirmed the draft reported in Politico is real, but says it's not a final decision. The draft indicates the court will overturn Roe versus Wade, the decision that secures the right to an abortion. Roberts calls the leak a betrayal, but insists it will not affect the court in any way. He's also directing the marshal of the court to investigate. Activists from both sides of the issue spoke in downtown Indianapolis.
2: Abortion is health care. Abortion is safe. All we ask is for compassionate care for our patients and for communities, and we will fight to make sure that we can ensure that access.
1: If abortion didn't end the life of an innocent human being, I'd be totally fine. I wouldn't have a reason to disagree with abortion. The court never reveals specific dates for rulings, but most court watchers expect a decision in June or July. Some state lawmakers want Indiana to act quickly if the Supreme Court does overturn Roe. Several Republicans are calling for a special session to ban procedures here. Democrats contend a ruling overturning abortion rights could unravel other protections.
0: So I think this is the beginning of an undermining of our democracy, of us being a country with privileges of choice, And it's one that we should all be very deeply concerned about and speaking out on.
1: The state Democratic Party says in a statement that it believes Republicans will rewrite state laws later this summer if the court overturns Roe. And two Indiana Congress members are sharing their differing views over the draft opinion and what should be done if the landmark ruling is overturned.
0: If the Supreme Court does indeed strike down Roe v. Wade, it will be one of the largest restrictions of rights in decades. You know, the Republican appointed justices, their draft opinion to overturn Roe v. Wade would go down really as an abomination, quite frankly, uh, one of the worst and most damaging decisions in modern history.
2: My prayer is that we, that we uh, you know, that the courts absolutely overturn Roe v. Wade, but the court has to speak for itself without facing intimidation. And I think, you know, what I'm hearing from my folks is um, even the Supreme Court, that you know, we can't just let this go through the system. The radical liberal left has a pattern of throwing uh, years of longstanding decorum out the window when their point of view is threatened, and we just saw that happen.
1: Indiana senators are also offering their thoughts on the leak. In a statement, Mike Braun says, if the leaked opinion is accurate, then today is a landmark day for the sanctity of human life in our country. I am 100% pro-life and pray it is true that the Supreme Court will follow through and save countless lives. Todd Young took to Twitter saying, I'm awaiting the official decision by the Supreme Court. A leak like this is unprecedented and we need to ensure that Supreme Court justices are not subject to intimidation. I do believe that Roe v. Wade was wrongly decided and that the American people should be able to decide through their elected officials what our laws are when it comes to protecting life and protecting women. And your multicultural spotlight looks at abortion numbers. The CDC says just less than 1% of all abortions in the country happen in Indiana. Research from abortion rights group Guttmacher Institute estimates 75 percent of all abortion patients are considered to be poor or low income. A recent campaign from the ACLU breaks down numbers further, saying 51 percent of Indiana's abortion patients are white, 31 percent are black, and 9 percent
2: are Hispanic. Three out of five Hoosiers know someone who's accessed abortion care, which isn't surprising because across the country, one out of four women will have had an abortion in their
1: lifetime. ACLU national leadership says if the leaked Supreme Court draft becomes an actual ruling, it will be as significant as any opinion the court has ever issued. And breaking overnight, an apparent onstage attack during a Dave Chappelle performance. Social media video that's circulating online appears to show someone running on stage at the Hollywood Bowl during Chappelle's set last night. Los Angeles police have only confirmed officers responded to the venue and took a man armed with a gun and knife into custody. It's not clear if Chappelle was hurt or why the man ran on stage. The casino in Anderson is expanding. The owner, Caesars Entertainment, is sharing a look at the future. More table games and slot machines, a new high-limit room, a new bar, and another restaurant. Caesars says the project will cost $39 million and should be open by July of 2023. And the 500 Festival will wave the checkered flags on Monument Circle this morning as the countdown to the Indy 500 is on. It all starts at 11 o'clock. Festivities will be until 1 o'clock this afternoon. You can see and hear the roar of 500 Festival cars there. There will be food trucks, an appearance by Colts punter Pat McAfee, former punter pat mcafee i should say and surprise guests it's likely to see the mayor there and some other key figures in the community to get into the spirit there will be two grand prize winners announced too the month of may coloring contest will be announced again that is from 11 to 1 today down on monument circle it's lots of fun this has been your news 8 daily 8 for wish tv i'm kylie conway online at wishtv.com and follow us on facebook when you search wish tv
0: This is the News 8 Daily 8 podcast with Wish TV's Kylie Conway. A Wish TV News 8 update on demand for even more on demand and on the go. Connect with Wish TV on Facebook at wishtv.com and on the free Wish TV mobile app. Thank you for listening and be sure to like, subscribe and follow this podcast for updates every weekday morning on the All Indiana Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcast.